you're you get me fired from my job. It used, yeah, yeah. You're going to get me fired. But it I used to be day. legal until 1947, until Americans came over and Did said, that's they? Terrible, <clears> that's terrible Americans came and yeah, spoiled no, everything. The occupation, they wanted to they brought all their they wanted to meat. purify it. <laughs> Yeah. And hamburgers with them. Yeah, no. Go like... back to the olden days with nice veggie Japan that no one knows about. All right, we're back. Another episode of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. I'm Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. Yeah, we're in the middle of Tokyo uh, in a 99 Chevy van, also known as the uh, Mobile Man Cave. Yes, and for yeah. our new listeners, we are a podcast that focus on... So, Japan... For most, I think most people know that it's homogenous country, ninety whatever percent, ninety five, ninety six, whatever, like that, whatever yeah. percent Japanese. But there's that four, five, three percent out there that we are included in. Uh, so we focus on the international community here in Japan, and um, within that international community are also Japanese as well. So we, we like to focus on the, that community. And let you know all of the great and amazing and creative things that people are doing out here. And hopefully you'll want to visit or maybe even live in Japan. But yeah, that's what we're about. And our guest today is Miss Nadia McKechnie. McKechnie. <coughs> McKechnie. McKechnie, yeah. All right. It's okay, just call me Nadia. <laughs> yes, I'll call you Nadia. But yes, give us a short introduction of who you are. Oh, that's hard. That's um, hard. <laughs> well, I'm Nadia. I'm originally from London. I've been here about 30 years. Um, I came here just like kind of backpacking and holiday, and I was studying Oriental medicine at the time. So I thought Japan was kind of interesting. And um, yeah, and somehow along the way, I began working as a narrator and also writing English conversation books. And I got married, had a daughter, and became um, organizer of the Tokyo Vegan Meetup Group. Wow, so you Whoa. just came here on a whim with no well, really... Well, one of my friends was living here. Okay. Yeah, so a friend said, come on, it's really fun, come on, make some money. You can like work here, and then we can get money and then go traveling. And So I bought this backpack in London, a really cool backpack, which I never used. I just came here and literally stayed here and didn't go anywhere. Wow. So basically just here and back to London, here back to London. That's, That's pretty cool. Life. Yeah, yeah. I think you know most people come here with like some love for anime or um, karate, karate or something. Yeah, but that's cool. You just yeah came here because of a friend and yeah stayed mm, pretty much. I did like I was was into Oriental medicine. Oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah, Oriental I, medicine. I, it was very different to what I thought when I arrived though. Okay. I thought everybody would be like really spiritual and doing <laughs> shiatsu massages, but then I found out that in Japan. Oriental medicine, like um, acupuncture, is just like normal. Okay. Like going to the acupuncturist was in Britain, it was all kind of like music. You're right, and you're right. Incense and lovely kind of like, you know, velvety, carpety kind of stuff. And kind of really, hey man. But here it was just like, oh, this kind of uh, old guy, you know, in the high street going, <laughs> sticking the needles in in a like white formica plastic room, you know. So it kind of like, ruined it for me a bit you know what I mean but it's great it's great that it's so normal and you can just get acupuncture here to fix you up which is what you want yeah it's yes. mainstream yeah so mm, awesome. but I kind of gave up that because it wasn't really my thing <laughs> okay but anyway it was fun yeah so welcome to the mobile man cave yeah lovely um, to be here it's great I love it it's so cool yeah oh, yeah, yeah. What, do you, yeah. what do you 
think of the... Well, it's got like a sofa and these kind of like these... What's this? Like the hot pepper? Peppers? Yeah. yeah hot yeah. pepper thingies. Yeah, both decoration. in Chinatown, uh, they're supposed to be there for good luck to, you know, uh, let's say, scare away the evil spirits. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need some of them, I think. So talk about London a little bit. I mean, we'll get back to Japan. Growing up, you're from London, right? From Born Lambert and raised, Rose, yeah. Okay. West London, um, North Kensington. Okay. Which is kind of like down the road from Notting Hill. It's kind of the poor area of Notting Hill with all the people in social housing and the hippies and the punks. And so we had all sorts of like bands and stuff like nearby Generation X. And okay, we had cool. like reggae shop outside the station playing like dub, you know. Yes, so yes, yes. Whenever I hear like dub kind of boom, boom, like music, I feel I love the homesick. music scene in yeah. London. I mean, I've never been there to experience it, but I've just seen video. Um, oh, I'm, I'm a big house fan. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know house is big out there and um, tech and all, you know, all the... I think people don't go clubbing anymore now, though. The clubbing's kind of ended. But when I was growing up, it was more like um, parties and warehouse parties and, you know, whatever. Just kind of people throwing together events and stuff. It was so fun. Yeah, Yeah. it sounded like a cool community to live in, you know? Yeah, it was really diverse. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had that horrible fire, though. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. The Grenfell Tower fire. That was kind of my neighborhood. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it was a really nice, um, it was a real nice childhood because all my friends were different mm. like posh friends and working class friends mm. and hippie friends and all different colors you know it wasn't really even an issue yes no one thought about the color of your face or anything like that everyone was just british you know yeah, yeah. hippie like atmosphere and stuff like that um i think people were quite poor actually um but we had like a big street market called portobello road just up the road from where i lived about two or three minutes up the road so they have like a street market on Saturday with all the, you know, secondhand stuff and all people selling it. records and music. I love and it. So yeah. it was hippies and kind of reggae people and just a mix, a melting pot. Spanish of... people with their Spanish festival and just like oh, Brit- British people, you know, all kinds of classes were mixed in together, was, which is unusual oh, in Britain. Yeah. It's a very class conscious society. So yeah. I didn't realize it growing up, it was just normal. But looking back, it was a really nice childhood, a really nice place to grow up in. Of course, we were poor, but. Um, it was nice, you know, yeah, to have yeah. that diversity. But you had a rich spirit. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. even now, it's still I still feel really homesick for London. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's what's up, yeah. After you kind of settled in, I guess, so to speak, and started doing your voice acting and teaching. Well, how did you get into voice acting? That's uh... um, Well, I was doing all that kind of like modeling, you know, yeah. in inverted commas, and kind of, you know, on camera stuff. And I went to an audition for an NHK radio show. Okay. And Kiso Eagle, like a, you know, basic yes. English thing. And I got that job. And basically, I did OJT, on job training on the show. And, and interestingly, the, um, the writer of the show was kind of got sick or something. Um, he was living in England. He was writing for the professor in charge. And so I began to kind of rewrite stuff. And then I began to write stuff. So I thought, oh, I can do this. I can write, you know, English conversation book materials quite easily. So I found I was able to write. And I carried on doing that after the show ended and carried on doing narration from there. So thank you, NHK. Okay, yeah. wow. So, yeah, but it was really random, just totally one of those things that you don't know that you can do until you somehow yeah, exactly. falls into your lap Get a chance. or you yeah. fall into it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's is the work fairly consistent as a, yeah, as a voice yeah, actor for you? Yeah, okay. it is actually, yeah. Okay. Well, I've been doing it for more than 20 years now. So. Okay. So what is, what is your schedule like? I mean, um, are you just... 
Well, I have like a few kind of couple of regular um, recording gigs. And then, you know, every agencies just call you and say, are you free this day? So every week's different. And I have um, just some writing, uh, a publisher I go to every week and help them with their materials. And then I have like writing jobs, you know, like I did one of my own books last year. Um, it's like like a drama style English book, and um, and then I do like a teaching like one class I teach at Gakushuin University Culture School. It's called Sakura Academy, and I teach this course on British English. Okay, but it's basically just fun. Okay, <laughs> I mean we do like watching TV clips and and stuff like that watching telly you know bits of dramas and you know and watching stuff like that it's funny how it's labeled british english and well because that's all i can speak yeah <laughs> yeah i can do yeah yeah and, and i know there are differences it's just like it's all about cultural yeah stuff yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's it like work, working at nhk because you know we are you know for for the listening audience you know nhk is the government uh, television station, so to speak. So, what's it like there? Because I, I, I've always admired NHK, except for the dudes that come by and hassle you to pay you the monthly, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, those news guys. and everything. But uh, what's it like working at NHK? Because um, it seems to me they they're geared more towards educational type of, other than their news and things like that. Are, are they more than just that? Well, I think it's more like kind of PBS or BBC or something, mm. isn't it? Because they get license fee, they've got a responsibility to make kind of contents for everybody. So they make, you know, the occasional documentary about working poor people or, you know, or like something a bit controversial. Um, and they don't have sponsors, which is good, isn't it? So it means they can sort of basically make the programmes they like. Yeah, they don't have any but, um, yeah, I mean, special I don't work people particularly are. so much for them. I just do occasionally, I do voiceovers on, you know, Japanology programme. Okay. Um, and what is that about, Japanology? Um, you know, like they have Begin Japanology and Advanced Japanology. It's like a programme they have on the BS channel and they it's actually really interesting. Um, they go around interviewing people in Japan about the, what they do. So it might be some woman whose um, expertise is um, Japanese ghost stories. Okay. Or some guy who's a ramen expert or something, and they interview people. So then, the, you know, the people are talking, and sometimes I do the voiceovers, you know, saying, oh, yeah, 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 okay, you know, that right. kind of thing. And, but, yeah, a lot of my friends, but I think they have various, you know, they have the regular entertainment broadcasting, and then they have the educational section. Mm-hmm a big educational part. So that's basically where people like me get jobs from the educational. A lot of my friends work for World, doing the news and stuff like that as well. So well, I think it's a good company. They're always really Oh, yeah, nice yeah, people. they are good. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah. Super nice. And I've always I prefer that to commercial TV stuff because mm-hmm. oh, okay. they haven't got sponsors. So basically, exactly. yeah, yeah, it's not so censored. Veganism, yeah. Excuse me. Talk about that. What do you want to know? I mean, I've been vegetarian for like 30 years and Ooh. vegan for about um, five or six years. And that's my major thing I'm doing when I'm not working. I'm doing vegan stuff 24-7. Oh, wow. What were the health benefits for for yourself? I mean, what did you notice uh, since you became a vegan from going from vegetarian to vegan? Have you ever noticed any uh, helping, like some people talk about, you know, like things like tendonitis and all these mm, joint mm. problems and and sniffles and sneezes and all the things that we take drugs for. Uh, once they became vegans and got into the vegan lifestyle, all that stuff just went away. How about you? Well, I found that actually health wise, I don't catch colds anymore. 
Really? Yeah, I often used to catch colds and get like, you know, nasal things. And my husband and daughter both stopped getting stomach aches because I think they were lactose intolerant. Mm. A lot of people in Japan can't digest, you know, milk protein. Mm. Like Asian people, I think. Okay. So, but that was just health wise. I mean, mo- mostly it's more about like mentally, I feel much more back to my real self. Okay. Because you know? I was kind of going in a vegan direction about 30 years ago before I came here. So I feel I've got more back to my authentic self. I was kind of just treading water the last 30 okay. years. And you have a, 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 what, a group or a organization? Well, I'm organizer of Tokyo Vegan Meetup. It's okay. got about 7,000 members. Wow. And we have, um, you know, meetups once a week, about once a week with loads, loads of people like from Japan and all over the world and all sorts of really like nice, cool people from everywhere all over the world um, come and drop in while they're in town or they live here or whatever. And what goes on at these meetups? We just hang out and just, just chat and eat really great food and just eat and talk. Basically, I think people want to talk about vegan stuff because yeah. a lot of people don't have any veggie friends. Or And in Japan, a lot of vegans are still in the closet, unfortunately. <laughs> vegans in the closet. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's sort of like, you know, talking about LGBT like issues before and about <laughs> like um, in the past, people couldn't be open. Yes. But it's the same with vegans. Most people, in most Japanese people I've, I've met at Vegan Meetup don't tell people they're veggie because people will think they're a weirdo. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. and so they're don't just kind of under the radar. You wouldn't know. get invited to the izakaya or nothing Well, like. seriously, yeah, they won't get in. Or what, what, what a lot of yeah. them do is they go to the izakaya and then they pay 7,000 yen like everybody else and they eat a couple of like edamame yes. and have a couple of beers or something and maybe a tofu salad. Wow. <laughs> and then they pay the same money or, or they still eat meat even though they don't want to because they don't the want pressure. to be like nakama hazare don't yeah. want to be thrown out of yeah. and it's just really crap that you know that in 2019 pressure. people can't be honest about what they eat I mean what you eat is fundamental to who you are it's like wow. you eat three times a day you know? I didn't think it was that bad though I mean you know yeah. it's, it's equivalent to you know gays coming out of the closet or something like yeah, that wow. seriously. well yeah if you think about it you know all like you know just you know nomikais and like you said all of this meat that's being consumed and you know Japanese are all about pork and beef and chicken it's horrible it never used to be like that it's getting worse now let me ask you something then Mm. so and a friend of mine brought this up to me and it was i think it's a good point we're living in a country where they're like number two in the world and send you know people who live to be 100 years old they got like they're number two in the world i think Number one is in the Mediterranean area or something like that. And Japanese, uh, with all these hundred-year-old folks, they eat pork. Pork. They love their pork. And they live to be this long, so... So what you've got to think of is, like, the people that are living to be a hundred years old, like, how, when were they born? I mean, most of them were born before World War II. Mm-hmm. So I know quite a few elderly people. And they basically tell me what they used to eat was like some like grainy kind of, you know, not even rice, some grainy kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like sobery, noodly, grainy stuff. And a few cucumber sticks with miso on for lunch. And they basically ate like um, no meat, very little fish, unless they happened to live by the seaside, because a lot of people living inland didn't eat fish. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, the dashi, like katsu mm-hmm. or dashi. Before, like, World War II, most people used to have kombu dashi, you know, seaweed stock for their right, food right. because they didn't live near the seaside, you know, a lot of people. And they ate very, very, very little meat, if ever, and they didn't eat dairy at all. 
even when I came to Japan like 30 years ago, you couldn't hardly buy cheese in the supermarket. They had like maybe one pack of sliced cheese and that was it. Oh. And maybe eggs if you had chicken or something, you know. But um, but people, the people who are living long are the ones that were brought up when they were growing up. They've got very strong bones and everything and their calcium levels are fine. But they didn't eat dairy and they didn't eat dairy at all and very little meat and fish. Oh, so they were like vegans without knowing they were vegans. They were sort of like, you know, like, you know, people, very low meat consumption people, you know. So people in Japan still have this image that you have to eat a little bit of everything, you know, to be healthy. But people now are consuming a completely different diet. And all the people that are like... why and how that changed. After World War II, the Americans wanted to get get, that excess powdered milk. Uh, and so they pushed the, all the milk into Japan because they couldn't get rid of it. Goddamn <clears throat> Americans. Yeah, I mean, it's not only the Americans' fault. And then, yeah. of course, the diet westernized over the years and people right. are now eating more and more and more. But um, me and my vegan meetup co-organizer went to see this um, this um, doctor a while ago. We are going to talk to him about doing a, a kind of um, a health talk for vegan meetup about his job. He's actually a medical doctor, but he, does, he treats pa- patients with acupuncture and diet for cancer. And he was just saying that in Japan, they have, I think it's the highest growing cancer rate in the world right now. Because people eat lots of white, you know, processed rice with animal protein Mm. and dairy, which all of which make your body very acid condition, which is like perfect for growing cancers. So we're going to see a difference in Japan. Of course, people are still quite slim here compared to other countries. They still don't, don't overeat too much, but we're going to see a difference in the next like 20 30 years wow. but but yeah I, I was catching your point you because now you brought up a good point that you know of course me and my friend didn't think about um was that you say that these hundred year olds a long time ago wasn't eating a lot of meat they still are a lot probably. of processed mm. food and ah so you think that would change now i would say the people that were born let's say 30 years ago who grew up in all the McDonald's and all the these different choices, they probably won't live that long. Well, if they carry on the way they're going now, because none of us will if we carry on. And also the thing is, like, the thing about being vegan, it's not just personal health, it's also public health and the planet's health. You know, like vegan, I mean, animal agriculture is literally killing our planet. Right. And the seas, the seas are almost fished out. I mean, lots of seas around Japan as well have like 40 years of sustainability left. It's unsustainable. We're killing the oceans. Um, like now, the other issues too, like for example, now if you look at the news, there have been outbreaks of pig flu, um, pig chlorella, cholera. cholera I think in Japan? Cholera. Um, it, this this year in various, it was in one prefecture first of all, and now it's moved to about five prefectures. Yeah, me and, and they're me. having the you know self-defense forces come in and destroy all the animals and gas them all to death. I don't know what they're doing with them, but literally... Um, there's so many dangers with factory farming that, you know, we're going to kill us all with super viruses. Um, we're killing the oceans because nearly all the wa- fresh water on the planet is used for animal agriculture. You know, we saw that in the big floods you had in the States recently. Did you hear about that? Yes, right. Yeah, and so plus our own health, heart disease, diabetes are completely linked to animal protein consumption. So I just think people are just stupid. Sorry, but I mean, me, I was me, too. I'm stupid. I just think yeah. that you know, human beings are just uh, we're just killing ourselves with what yeah. we eat. And this is 2019. We've got so many choices. Yeah, we can choose to do something different. And 
all we have to do is just choose different stuff in the supermarket. Wow. It's, I'm a 70% vegan, so I'm 30% stupid. That's, well, there you go. You just like, just keep, <laughs> well, I, that's I, good. I, that's vegan-ish. That's yeah, cool. We're yeah, moving towards I, vegan. I, I changed yeah. my diet because I got tired of getting a gout. Oh, that last wow, bout of really? the gout, yeah, yeah. And I watched the uh, a few years ago. I watched the uh, a couple of years ago. I watched the What the Help, you know, about the documentary yeah, What yeah, the Help. Yeah. And that, you know, if you ever get to watch it, Cliff, man, that is so enlightening. I mean, it it was like, whoa! I never thought about how. For example, what really got me was, you know, of course, a lot of Americans. We, you know, speaking for Americans, we love our protein. Right. Mm. And the doctor said, well, first of all, Americans eat too much protein, not enough fiber, because he say too much protein leads to diabetes, heart disease and all that high blood pressure. And then he stated, and I got a lot of friends who are lifters. Right. And oh, man, they're just chugging down the protein on top of all the steaks and all that That's stuff. We, but what what really got me to thinking was and what really made so much sense when the doctor said. Don't worry about protein. Because he said, when you're eating meat, you're eating recycled protein. Exactly. He said, cows don't eat cows. Cows eat grass. And then we eat, we're eating recycled protein. So he said, just cut out the middleman, which what's killing you, and, and, and start focusing on. And, and so I start looking at all the labels. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that Brussels sprouts had so many grams of protein. And then he start, you know, they started explaining, look at the amount of protein you take. Look at your body. They got this calculator and this, that, and the other. He say you don't, the average person doesn't need that much protein. You're not like a bodybuilder. You're not a, you know, football player or a super athlete or something. But yeah, when he said that when we eat meat, we're eating recycled protein because the meat we eat, they don't eat meat unless you eat lion meat or something like that, you know, but that made so much sense to me. So true. Yeah, like gorillas are the strongest animals on the planet. You know, they're like gorillas are vegetarians, aren't they? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. and the strongest man in the world is a vegan, isn't he? That that German guy. <clears throat> yeah, lots of iron men people. I've got bodybuilder friends that are, are vegan, but bodybuilding is actually not very healthy anyway, is it? It can really oh, you know, really it doesn't seem healthy. Well, no. you know, I, if you read videos, <laughs> a lot of them retire from bodybuilding. Because of kidney problems, because they're taking right. all this crap, all, all these supplements, and, and all that. Starving and then before competition. What got Just me was, to impress women? Yeah. Well, Basically. make money, too, if yeah. you're in a pro. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of pro bodybuilders, like one guy, he got so big with so much muscle, he died of a heart attack. And so the guy, the scientist, uh, the nutritionist explained, he said, I tried to explain to my friend, you're overweight. And I got to thinking, he said, it doesn't matter how much, whether your weight is fat whether it's muscle, you're still overweight. The body wasn't intended to carry that much. And so a lot of bodybuilders mm. were retiring because of kidney problems. And a lot of them who didn't get to retire, they died of heart attacks. And we're talking about in their 20s to their 40s, you know. And and it's like, wow. But, yeah. And, but, yeah, it is possible to be big and be vegan because I'm watching this pro football player, big defensive lineman, who's a vegan. But also a lot of people are against like not against veganism but they're a little mm, i don't want to yeah, go why, into why it because it's so ex the money thing i'm just lazy the expense i mean that's pretty expensive you, you got to depend on farmers markets and all well i don't think Is so it? no no no, no. Yeah. i mean yeah, basically yeah. um just getting started takes a little bit of thought but vegan food is actually much cheaper when you think about it because it's like 
beans and grains and vegetables are actually quite cheap. Um, unless you're buying really, really crappy kind of... Like in Japan, fast food's quite expensive, isn't it? Like yes, buying it is. Buying a McDonald's or something is not cheap here either. Um, just takes a while to figure it out, you know, and yeah. need to what to eat. But but the main reason I'm vegan anyway is for the animals. It's not for my personal health. It's just when I found out about what it involves, I'm like, I'm not paying for that shit. You know, I do, yeah. I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for animals to be tortured. Because basically all the animals people were eating... A baby, baby animals, or um, broken down mother animals, you know, that are not not useful anymore. So, it's just horrible when you, it's not like happy cows grazing in the field. It's just right. the whole thing just sucks. Yeah. yeah. So we don't. And then, need to and do then it. we don't on an everyday basis. We don't have to think about it. No, it's all so hidden. So that's why it's yeah. you know so yeah. easy to. Yeah, it's all nice and packaged and everything. Cognitive distance. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cogn- just, cognitive distance. Just, so, just like so. we don't have to think about it. But once you know about it, it's really hard not to know about it yes. again. And so that's why I'm doing all this activism stuff. I want people to be making an informed choice about what they eat. I think me too. I didn't know about that stuff. I used to like eating, you know, beef or chicken or whatever before I went vegan. Sausages, I used to eat bacon every day practically. Um, I didn't know what I was eating. I just ate it because it was tasted good and it, someone gave it to you. It's like, oh, okay. You know. That's me. Yeah, yeah but me I didn't too. actually know what it was that I was eating. So I want people to know and then they can make a choice for themselves. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's key. The first thing has to be the awareness, right? Yeah. Before you do anything, just being aware of what you're yeah, eating. What the hell and conspiracy. What, what it's doing to your body, yeah. Yeah. And I've just been ignorant to the fact well i think people don't want to know because they they think if they knew then they might have to take make a change yes and it's a real hassle to have to make a change because we're all busy with our own lives yeah but you don't have to kind of change straight away just try to start finding out it's a process yes just start finding out and thinking you know i actually want to know what this is i'm eating what i'm putting in my body and then you can sort of start slowly making a change. So that's what we're doing at Vegan Meetup and our new um, vegantokyo.org portal site. You know, mm. we're putting shopping links on it so people know where to buy vegan burgers or vegan wow. gyoza oh, or vegan cheese. Because yeah, when dope. you're changing, you want to have the foods that you... Ice cream, you know, yes. like cake. You don't want to give up all the stuff you're used to eating. So, so these are... These recommendations, they're like mainly in Tokyo or...? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, a Facebook group called Vegan Japan where we all exchange information. But the major trouble we have in Britain, as opposed to somewhere like um, the major trouble we have in Japan, as opposed to somewhere like London or Britain, is that there, there aren't many mainstream options. Mm. I think in the States now, I'm not sure where you guys are from, but I think in the States, they're getting to be more and more vegan options in restaurants. In I, England, I know in California, I heard in California there are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm from New York. I'm not sure about New York. New York, I think, is really good. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm not sure about Louisiana. Maybe Probably you haven't not. looked for it. Maybe if you look right, for it, you'll right. notice it. But in London, for example, you can get vegan options and even anywhere in Britain. Every restaurant has a vegan option. And supermarkets sell like vegan hagen dust ice creams and... You know what I mean? Ben and Jerry's and, you know, pizzas. We have all vegan versions of everything now because more people are going vegan and then more products are made. And it's like spiraling quite fast. Of course, it's only like 1% of people but a lot who are actually vegan, but a lot of people eat vegan food sometimes at least. 
You know what I mean? They'll wow. buy the veggie yeah. burger, not the meat one. And it's so the culture is slowly. Yeah, it's mainstream. Changing. It's yes. basically people yeah. are talking about it on telly all the time and mm. so on. And I can see myself in the near future, you know, being one because I'm I'm close to it. But man, I still man that salmon. Oh, you know. Oh, they just I, invented but, but, salmon. They've invented vegan salmon. Now. Oh lord! <laughs> invented. That just sounds weird. <laughs> I invented. saw some vegan salmon on telly the other day. Uh, Okay, there's some dude in the, you know, in the in his laboratory. You know, <laughs> yeah, they were like they were beyond meat people and all the laboratory people. Oh, okay. They're all like fixing up, but salmon's quite scary if you look at actually where it comes from. Well, well, uh -oh. yeah, you know, I when, I watching, you with that. when I was watching, when I was watching the documentary about what the health, you know, even you know now they, you know, like a lot of uh, places have farm fishing, it's and horrible. they were explaining the health, uh, the health, not the health benefits, but. They were explaining how unhealthy farm fishing is because they feed them a bunch of crap and their bodies are bumping against each other. And they have to because uh, they're getting sick because they don't have free range. You know, they're, they're not in the wild. Right. So they're getting sick and um, they have to uh, shoot them with, you know, chemicals, in other words, to, you know, in other words, they have to drug them up to keep them healthy enough to sell. And so all that stuff's going in your body. So. I think 60% die as well before they even make it out of those circles. They just swim around in circles. Right. And fish are animals. I mean, in Japan, that's another thing we have to deal with because recently, you know, there are more and more studies into fish sentience. And we're beginning to realize that fish are really intelligent. They have friends, they use tools, they make connections, but they can't scream, you know, they're silent. So, and billions and billions of fish are just being tortured and killed every day, you know, and and we, we like, and people just think they're like vegetables or something, but they're not. They're not simple, mech, you know, they're Organism, actual animals. Yeah, yeah, animal. yeah. And then all the mercury that, that you get. A friend of my daughter's got mercury poisoning, actually. From She ate a very heavily fish diet. She was a teenager, and she began to behave really weirdly. And in the end, they went to a doctor, and the doctor found out she had mercury poisoning in her brain, you know. It's a Japanese girl. and wow. So... Uh, it's really hard to prove, you know, but her mum thinks that's the reason why. She's not wow. vegan or anything, just happens to be a random person. So, But I just want people just to sort of start to make their own free choices based on the facts, not based on, like, the the fantasy they're sold by the companies. Hmm. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm sure, like, most people I know are nice. They think they're good people. They think they're kind. They think they are doing their best to be to lead a good life and not hurt others. But they don't realize that to the anim most of the animals on our planet, they look like that slashing predator in Alien. You know that yeah. slashing thing that's trying to kill you and terrifying monster. That is what we look like to pigs and cows and chickens and ducks and right, right, and fish. And I just thought, fuck, I don't. Sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You say, what the say hell. all the fucks you want. I, yeah. I don't want to be that. I, yeah. I, I don't. I want to be a nice person. You know, I, I might not. I'm not perfect. Of course, I. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure vegan is like a work in progress. It's not like about personal perfection. But I, as much as possible, I don't want to support the industries that do this to yeah. mama, mama animals and little babies. Well, we know? are we are the top of the food chain. I mean, you know, the yeah, lions, lions, king of the jungle, but the lions, the predator of the lions, are humans. Same with bears. You know, they're yeah. they're at the top of their food chain. But you know, who's the bear's predator? Humans. But you like, know, so like, is it ninety five percent of the? Um, I I wrote the figures on the Vegan Tokyo website. Like something like ninety something percent of the animals 
on the planet, including humans, are agricultural animals. Like nearly, uh, very few wild animals left. Uh, oh, I, I, there's, I, there's us and a few, few wild animals, and then there's all these chickens and pigs and stuff that are like live a few months or a few days or a couple of years at the best if they're lucky in in like little crates, you know. Like it's just like sick. Did I ever send you, Cliff, did I ever send you that? I know I sent that artwork to somebody. It was showing, uh, and I think it was created by a, a vegan person. It was showing the the uh, animals wearing chef hats yeah. and the humans being cooked like in boiling pots or throwing us in the frying pan or they're cutting us up, you know, and, and, and preparing us for whatever, you know. So uh, it was pr pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure you could, you know, Google it up and stuff and see it. But, yeah, I saw that and I was like, Mm, that's weird, <laughs> you know, but mm. uh, yeah, that's wow. what we look like to them. So you know, but like we 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 do love. I think people love animals. Like I don't know if you've got a dog, if you've got a dog or a cat or something. I don't. Or you've I, never had one. Oh, I, I we used to have them. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I totally understand. But if you had like your dog, I mean, I'm sure you can imagine you've probably yes, met course. a dog or something in the past. <laughs> of course, yeah? plenty. Or, or some animal. If you imagine a cute little rabbit or a dog or something, could you keep that dog? Like in a crate in your room, like where it couldn't move and had to like stay still. For like, yeah. like that's what they do to mama pigs. They keep them in crates. They Absolutely horrible. Mobile. Yeah. So, but if people had to do that themselves, like if you said, okay, you want to eat bacon, we'll give you a pig and we'll put it in a crate in your living room in the corner and just leave it there twenty four seven. You wouldn't be able to look at it, would you? I mean, most normal yes. people, unless you're, right. you're a psycho. That's you would like be after like two minutes, you'd just be opening that crate and taking the pig out. But, but like that's you said, what we're doing with our when we pay for bacon. That's what we're doing. Like you said, that, but that's how we maintain the, the cognitive dissonance because we don't have to do we that. We don't have to do that. Right, no. right. We don't right. have to think about it. But I would say general yeah. is is generational too because back in the day during my grandpa's time, I mean, uh, you know, they had no problem going out killing and butchering animals, no, you know. No. And so for people who never had to do that and and uh, they go to the meat where, I mean, go to the store where it's freshly, you know, it's nice and it's fresh and it's beautifully packaged and everything like that. They don't have to deal with uh, uh, cutting a chicken's head off or skinning them or gutting them or things like that, you know. So because mm -hmm. they, they used to have a saying that if you want to be a vegetarian, go go uh, go work at a slaughterhouse and you'll be a vegetarian in a week. You yeah, know? definitely. But maybe your grandpa's time, too, it was more a matter of need in those days absolutely wasn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah people hadn't be people felt they had to eat that or there was nothing else to eat or they didn't know what else to eat in those days and also not so many animals were in factory farms then right i mean it was right. like after world war ii i think with the production line was invented right um that was really when things really took and off the mass and shipping and Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the olden days, of course, we can't really go back. We're just kind of evolving forward. But we've evolved. Look, we're in Shibuya. We're like, we've evolved in so many ways. And yet we're, we're still in the van and we're animals. doing podcasts talking yeah, about veganism. Yeah, Shibuya. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we, we've in advanced the, totally. With a British lady yeah. in a mobile man but cave. But seriously, guys, you're going to go vegan then? Veganism. Or just be vegan No, I mean, honestly. Just try a vegan meal Well, I, I yeah. am. I am 70% vegan. I'm going to I'm gonna like that group. Diet I'm going to like that Facebook group. And just look into, like, look at all the videos and yeah. watch a few. And I'm going to try to come to an event. And think, do I support this shit or not? Like, look at the Animal Rights Center. Yeah. 
just I mean it really does take a while because I wasn't a vegan or vegetarian growing up at all but once you kind of get it you can't unget it it's like the blue pill was it like what's that yes. Matrix Matrix yeah no I yeah. thought you were talking about blue pill Viagra is that one is it blue I don't know yeah. but uh um, yeah. yeah go go vegan it's fun yeah we appreciate you coming on yeah Thank you. no uh, doubt no doubt do all your social media stuff you yeah. I mean, Shout yourself yeah. out. Shout yourself out. How can people uh, find you or find your work? Or Okay, well, if you go veganism. to vegantokyo.org, we have all the links on there. Okay. So that's our new website for Tokyo Vegan Meetup. But, you know, things are really changing in Japan, too. Um, yeah, I mean, in Britain they've changed, but Japan is a bit behind the curve. They're always know? behind. Yeah, always behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. But the Olympics is coming and we need the options for the veggie tourists at least. So maybe that can let the Japanese vegans come out of the closet, you know. Yes. That's right. If they're going to take the porn books off the 7-Eleven yeah. shelves, they should replace them with... some vegan porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah vegan, vegan porn. Porns go in the closet. Vegans come vegan, out of the vegan closet. Mag- we had yeah, a yeah. magazine actually last week. Yeah. yeah Ve- vegan, vegan magazines yeah. in, in vegan replacing Vegan magazines. <laughs> all, all the pervs, the sales are going to go down in 7-Eleven. The pervs. Well, thank they're you. all going to go vegan and find Yeah, yeah they're all going to go vegan. Yeah, health benefits. You save their lives. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you, Nadia. Um, thank you thank so you, much. Any, yeah. Anything else you want to put out there to the audience? No, no I think so. not, not really. No, it's okay. great. Thank, I love this. It's a great van. You're great, guys. Thank you so much. It's oh, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Cheers. yeah, yeah. We just, we, just, we just love it. You know, we just love meeting people, interacting, and uh, yeah. That's it. Chilling. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank, all right. We're out. Raw Urban Mobile Peace. Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit Rump that podbeam.com or you can head straight to google and type in raw urban mobile podcast you can also listen to us on spotify itunes and wherever you can stream or download podcasts